0: Now today's Federal Newscast. I'm Terry Wang. A government watchdog says the Navy's shipyards are in such bad shape they can no longer meet the service's operational needs. Federal News Radio's Jared Serbu has details. The Government Accountability Office found the average age of the equipment at the Navy's four public
1: shipyards is already past its useful life. The poor condition of the facilities is one reason there's a growing backlog of ships that need maintenance. It's grown by 41% in just the last five years, and at the current rate, it'll take nearly $5 billion and 19 years to dig out. Among other problems, GAO says many of the shipyard's dry docks can't accommodate the Navy's newest ships, like the Ford-class aircraft carrier. Jared Serbu, Federal News Radio.
0: A federal judge in Hawaii has sentenced a retired Navy commander to 18 months in federal prison in the Fat Leonard bribery scandal. David Capon was found guilty in June of lying about his relationship with Malaysian defense contractor Leonard Francis and receiving gifts in exchange for information that helped the contractor's company. Prosecutors called Capon the center of a scandal involving 30 defendants. The Veterans Affairs Department has opened a third Veterans Crisis Line call center, and it says it will hire about 100 employees to staff it. VA Secretary David Shulkin says the third center in Topeka, Kansas, will open this fall to help veterans at risk of suicide. Congressman Will Hurd says he's confident the bill to modernize federal technology will be included in the defense authorization bill. Heard says the Modernizing Government Technology Act has been tweaked but remains mostly intact compared to the legislation the House passed earlier this year. DHS bans a major software provider from government use.
2: The Homeland Security Department is giving agencies 30 days to identify where they're using products and services from Kaspersky Lab and remove them from federal networks 60 days after that. DHS issues a Binding Operational Directive or BOD yesterday detailing the steps agencies must take. White House Cyber Coordinator Rob Joyce says, DHS determined using Kaspersky software is unacceptable for federal networks because of concerns about sharing data with the Russian government. Kaspersky Lab says the allegations are completely unfounded. I'm Jason Miller.
0: The National Treasury Employees Union says its members haven't had much engagement or communication with agency leadership or the Office of Management and Budget about their ideas for government reorganization. NTEU says it solicited feedback from its local chapters and sent it to each agency, but has received little response. The Justice Department is offering government agencies a Freedom of Information Toolkit to help improve their management of the law. The toolkit includes information on streamlining request processing and increasing proactive disclosures. It also offers ways to beef up agency services to FOIA requesters and FOIA websites. Responses to Hurricane Irma became a nearly all-of-government affair. More now from Tom Timmon in today's Management Report.
3: FEMA, Customs and Border Protection, National Guard, Coast Guard. Those are the familiar responders. But the U.S. Agency for International Development was also on scene, if not directly in Florida. It sent Disaster Assistance Response Teams, or DARTs, to several Caribbean locales, including Haiti, Dominican Republic, Barbados, and the Bahamas. State Department employees from San Juan and Dallas helped evacuate 1,200 Americans from St. Martin. I'm Tom Temin.
0: The Federal Retirement Thrift Investment Board is relaxing its hardship withdrawal rules until January to help Hurricane Irma survivors. The agency says it will waive the rule that prohibits Thrift Savings Plan participants from making contributions for six months after taking a hardship withdrawal. The TSP Board tells those impacted simply write Hurricane Irma on the top of their hardship forms. Find these stories on federalnewsradio.com, subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or iTunes, and follow us at Federal Newscast on Twitter.